Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is The Legend of Zelda, Part 2. Well, here we are in the general chat portion of the show. And I think um, we should start off by saying that, first of all, this is my favorite game of all time. Nick? I will agree with that. Uh, it's It's been number one. No game has come close to, uh, you know, doing... It did so much in, in 88, or, I mean, that's when I got it. And it was two years old. Like, I could not believe a game could do this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think I've played this game more than any other game... There is. Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's so it's so fun, and you know we kind of touched on it earlier. It's got like a, a steady state world, you know. Like it's really cool how you know you'll you'll go into a, a screen, you'll see what six to eight monsters. You can kill two of them and leave and come back. There's still two monsters dead. Yeah, and for me, this was the game that I could just jump into for an hour, you know, exploring this part of the map looking for a thing over here maybe blowing up rocks for an afternoon yeah well there's so so much hidden stuff it, uh and i mean it's not all rewards you can get the what the door charge where they they take your money away that's true and to be honest i was still discovering new things in this game up until a few years ago yeah uh, yeah I, I think i didn't learn about one of these uh 100 gold pieces I, I did the same. I just learned one as well. <laughs> I don't think I learned about one of the uh, biggest, one of the 100 rupee places until maybe two years ago. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it, plus it was a game that I had played so much that I was like, I know everything. And yeah. just kind of dismissed it. And then when I was actually looking, I was like, oh, okay, let's do this. Yeah, so much of this game is amazing to me. And like you said, it was way ahead of its time. To me, the map of this game, the overworld map, is in itself a work of art. Absolutely. It looks like a real map. Like there's a, there's a lake with an island and there's like bridges and, uh, you know, there's a big green forest part, a brown forest part. Like it's, it's localized in a way that it's like, it's geographic. Yeah. I have stared at this map for so many hours of my life. Um, it was the PC background of many computers. <laughs> yeah, I've owned, yeah. You know, I feel like it's one I could stare at even more. This is the kind of thing that would be my ultimate shower curtain. Oh, absolutely. You know, something just to stare at mindlessly while I'm doing something else. Maybe soak up a few more tiny details. But, you know, the thing is that this was the first game that did feel like a dynamic world to me. And for the longest time, the only one I can think of, maybe on the NES. You've got oh, yeah. games like Metroid. that does feel like it's a full world, but it doesn't feel like a, pers a persistent world. Right. You're not like altering the map or anything in that way. You know, you're just kind of going through it. So I guess we should talk a tiny bit about the layout of this map, of the world of Hyrule. Sure. And when you start the game, you start in the very middle of the map, at the very bottom of the map. Yeah, you're like south central. Yeah, and in that central area is a kind of a green mountainous zone. Yeah, you have a, the, there's only a few areas, like they're all right around here where you get the green rocks. Yes, and then to the north of that, you have a, a big lake right in the middle. Yeah, now, is that Lake Halea at this point? Oh, I guess. I mean, I don't think it's named in the manuals or anything right. know, yet. 
Then to the east, you have what I always thought of as a thicker forest. Sure, it's like the green woods. Yeah, much more dense. And then beyond that, you have a, a mountainous coastline that wraps around the south and eastern portion of the map. Yep. Now, uh, to the west is kind of a darker forest. Yeah, it's like what I always thought of it more as like an autumn, even though it doesn't make sense, but they're, they're brown trees. Yeah, that's why I always thought of it as more of like an evil forest. That's sure. where the more, the harder enemies are. And then through that, you get to the Lost Woods. Yeah. And then a graveyard. Yes, so, yes. So that whole side to me was, you know, evil and, and dark. Well, and I mean, that's where you're going to start seeing Lionels and some, mm. some tough enemies that you were probably not equipped to fight yet. No, and to the north, you've got uh, the mountains, or Death Mountain, as it might be. Yeah, it's like the northern third of the map is just straight mountains all the way across. Yeah, there are a few waterfalls throughout, but it is mm -hmm. very dense and... uh you know, one thing that is really cool about this game is that the enemies generally get harder the further you get from the starting point of the game. Yeah, and I really like that kind of game level design where, you know, you're not strictly prohibited, but you are because you're going to get your butt kicked if you keep, you know, unless you're really good. Yeah, and, you know, just like uh, you want to normally go north or to the right, those are the easier portions. So the yes. harder enemies are to the left and to the far top portion of the game. Yeah, the I map. mean, you, you can get to Death Mountain from the beginning, but it's a long, arduous path. Yeah. Now, enemies are also usually found in the same type of terrain around the map. Yeah. So you're always going to find, you know, the same type of creatures in the forest or in the mountains. Yeah. And even if that's a mountain on the left side or on the far right side. Uh, you have a, It's a kind of ecology that I really like. Yeah. It definitely makes this um, whole world feel real, feel lived in. Yes. Well, in fact, I think this is probably a good place to go over some of those regions and enemies Maybe not ultra specifically, but to give you a better feel of what you're going to find in this overworld. Sure. So when you start out, the main enemies you fight in the forested area or the green mountain zone mm. are the Octoroks. Yeah. And those are your classic weird little roundish monsters. Rock, rock spitting like octopi things. Yeah, they shoot rocks at you. Red and blue creatures. Yeah, and the blue ones are always tougher as far as creatures go in yeah. the game. And you're also going to find the moblins in the same area. And those yeah. are little bulldog-looking men. Yeah, yeah. And, again, the blue ones are a little harder. They do take more hits. Yes. And they drop better things. Now, if you uh, progress to the right of the map, you're going to find some mountains on that coastline. And where you find mountains, you find a very strange spider-like creature. Yeah, the tectites. Tectites. And they can be a little annoying because they have a very strange pattern that they move in. Yeah, well, they hop around in a... Yeah, it is very weird. And often they will hop into rock that you cannot hit with your sword. Yeah, so this is where you want your boomerang. If you have your sword powered up and you kill something inside the rocks, you're not getting that treasure unless you got the boomerang. Now, if you go further north or further to the east, you're going to run into what many people's least favorite uh, overhead enemy is, the levers. Not because they're so hard, but because they disappear under the ground for a little while. Yeah, and they'll like burrow back up. Yes, and when they're doing that, they can change their positions. Yeah, but these, I mean, I never minded them too much because these are the gold. This is where you go to get your, your coins. Yeah. Or rupees, sorry. They definitely drop a lot of rupees. The worst part about them is they're frequently paired with a, a Zola out in the water that will be shooting at you while you're trying to just, you know, slash these guys down. 
So almost every screen that has a large portion of water on it will have a Zola, a fish man. Or Which, I mean... The, the head of a fish man that pops up. They were later corrected to Zora, right? Yes. Because, but in, in the manual here, it lists them as Zolas. So. Well, in the future games, that becomes its own race of characters yeah. that are no longer enemies. The fish people of the land are the Zora. Uh, but they are super annoying because you usually cannot hit them with your normal sword. Right. They're usually too far away. So you're just dealing with that fireball they shoot at you yeah, from anywhere. Much like the levers, they'll submerge and then come back up in a different location, shoot at you, and then you only have a small window to hit them. Indeed. Now, as you make your way kind of around the map, let's say counterclockwise, okay, you're going to work your way up towards some of the harder areas of the forest. And those are your first uh, few encounters with, I don't actually remember their real names, but they are a statue. Oh, uh, yeah, Armos. The Armos. That's armor, Armos. I like that. Yeah. And these things uh, are either really hard or really easy. It's it's a crapshoot because they'll go either fast or slow. You now, can... they are stationary and still when you enter the screen. But when you touch them, they come to life. Yeah, and then they'll start moving around attacking you. At, they can you either know. be super <laughs> fast or super slow. But if you're super lucky, they've been hiding a secret entrance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of times that's one way to get into an area with money or something along those lines. Well, and specifically, I think here in, in the Greenwoods area, mm -hmm. you know, this is a highly probable area where you will hit one of these and that will be like, oh, there's a hidden, uh, you know, stairway underneath it. And, you know, that's probably your first time where you're like, I didn't know there could be these stairs, you know, like... Now I'm going to start looking around for things. Yeah, because they do put them right on the edges of the way out of the forest. Yeah. Now you leave the forest and you make your way into more of the mountains. Yeah, if you're if you're heading up north along the coast. You know, more of the levers, mm -hmm. more of the tektites. But as you make your way to the middle or the western portion of the map, you will encounter the Lynels. Yeah, as you start getting up to the past, uh, you know, uh, level five, kind of, you know, heading to the, the left, you know, they start getting tougher. You'll be seeing more uh, blue ones, and, and they're, they're no fun. Now, the Lionel is a very weird, weird enemy, because it's kind of like a centaur. Right. But instead of it being a man on a horse's body, it's a lion man on yeah. a horse's body. Well, isn't a lion's body? I don't know. I feel like that's what the picture in the thing was. Ah, because they always reminded me of Weemix, which are a D&D lion centaur man. Well, <laughs> my opinion is colored by the most recent Zelda. It, it may be. I, I, and that's how they are depicted in it. Gotcha. So, hard to say. Cartridge Commandos, <laughs> let us know. What part of what animals do you think make up the lion owl? Yeah. Now, there are only a few other enemies you're going to encounter in the overworld. And those are all on the far left side. In fact, there's only one enemy, one other enemy type that you encounter. And that is the ghost. Yes, the guineas. As I say, it has a name that's not ghost. Yeah, yeah. It is the guineas. And the guinea is a very interesting creature. Because when you enter a screen that is full of graves. Yes. Every time you touch a grave, a guinea will come out. Yes. But there is a master genie that was there in the beginning. Yeah, there's always one, you know, before you touch anything, and uh, you can attack him yes. right away if you want. Can you attack any of the other genies? Yeah, you can kill the... Or what you do is... I, no, you I, can't. But... I can't remember because I never do. No, it's... Uh, a new one will come out every time. You can only hurt the original one. But, but when you kill him, then they all disintegrate, and you can get a bunch of items. Yeah, so, you know... 
what you want to do is basically make as many guineas appear as possible. There is a limit as to many, yeah. how many will be on the screen. It's it's a lot though. A lot of times you'll be seeing eight, maybe nine or ten. I and don't then know, when you kill monsters. the master guinea, you will get a couple hearts, a couple rupees. It's usually worth it. And it, this is one where me and my friend would, you know, we'd go here to to get a bunch of items and stuff to farm. So it'd be like you have. The one person's playing, the other person has their finger on the right, the correct Master Guinea. So you can just follow it around until it's full of ghosts and then kill them. So it's a, it's a easy way to cheat. All right. I think that covers the overworld enemies and uh, gives you a general idea of what the map is like. Yeah. So before you even go to that first dungeon in this game, uh, you can get bombs Mm-hmm. And you can get them as a drop. You don't have to go buy them. If you're if you're real lucky, you can get them like even before you go to the first level. Like I always do. Yeah, I make sure I kind of do this route around the right side of the map. Oh, okay. If you take a route that will take you through, you know, various parts of the right hand portion of the map, right? You on. can get the bombs. They'll drop from one of the blue creatures. Yeah, yeah. You can use those bombs to get money. Tons of it. Then you can get your candle. You can use the bombs in the candle to get more money. But more importantly, you can get three heart containers. Yeah. Without even doing a single thing to fight a monster. And if you have three heart containers, you can get the white sword before level one. You can get that white sword. And I think I figured out you can get at least 320 rupees just from the right portion of the map. Uh, Yeah. I... And that's without encountering any of the Lynels or Genies at all. Oh, yeah. Now, in the back in the day, I would make sure I had the blue ring, the candle, the large shield, mm-hmm. the white sword, all of that before I ever went in the first dungeon. Yeah, it's uh, it was one of the things, one of the first games I played where you can like sequence break. So I was real into I was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I'm getting all this first. I already know where it is. And it's not that bad. No. And once you do, it makes the first four dungeons nothing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can I mean, breeze through them. The first dungeon's pretty easy either way, but yes, um, like because I would always just I'll beeline straight to the first one right off the bat, and sometimes I'm lucky enough, like uh, especially there's one blue octorok right outside the first dungeon. You can get a bomb there, and that'll cut down like to get to and beat the first level. It took me five minutes and thirty seconds. Wow, which and that's without a bomb. It's 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 very short. It's it's not that bad. It's not. All right, Nick, we've gone over every item in this game. We've checked out most of the overworld, and we've gone through the various creatures you'll find there. We have. So now I think it's time to take this game dungeon by dungeon. And let's start, in order, with dungeon number one. Yeah, level one is the eagle. Now, you find this dungeon in a tree. So yeah. it's kind of a weird entrance. It's not, you're, you know, you're not looking for what looks like a castle or... You know, no. any kind of strange... I don't know how to explain the weird dungeon well, entrance It's areas. not even a uh, um, like a normal tree. It's a big dead tree with like, you know, a big hole with like, a, you know, almost like eyes and a mouth. Right. And you're going to find that, you know, pretty much just north of the starting area. And it is right across a, a long bridge. It's in the middle of that of Lake Hylia. Yeah, right in the middle. But, you know, it is probably the easiest one to find. Yeah, and um, as we mentioned last week, uh, the manual tells you how to get here. So it's very easy to find. And, you know, I personally don't usually go searching for anything. I'll usually just head right there. Right. Well, you know, like I said, I I do generally try to get there with um, 
the white sword and the ring if I can. Sure. I mean, this level's easy enough to, you, you can do it, you know, even as a, you know, a, an unseasoned veteran, you know, anybody could still, you know, it, it's easy enough to make it through. That's true, Nick. But uh, this dungeon introduces us to many of the creatures we will be fighting throughout many of the dungeons in this game. It does. And uh, many other concepts as well. You know, right off the bat, if you go to the north or to the right, you're going to fight a bunch of skeletons. Yeah, the Stalfos. Uh... Yes, in the Zelda series, the skeletons are referred to as Stalfos. And uh, they're they're pretty easy. Um, sometimes these guys you'll see like a key or something floating in them, some t- a certain one. Mm-hmm. And then if you kill them, they drop it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. They now, seem pretty generous with uh, rupees as well. Mm. If you go to the left, then you'll have your first encounter with the bats. Yeah, the keese. Also known as the keese. K-E-E-S-E. Yes, keese. sir. Yes. And um, they they are, to me, probably one of the harder enemies in the whole game. They can be because they have an erratic movement pattern, even though they're pretty weak. Like, you kill them one hit with the wood sword or even the boomerang. Yep. Yeah, but like you said, they have that erratic uh, movement pattern. So if they're in the screen with other enemies, they can be the real X factor, the one, the thing that's definitely going to hit you. Yes. Now, most of this level is just those two enemies. Yeah, and... Uh... Well, until about halfway through, and then you find... Well, the gorillas? Yeah, gorillas. Goria? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> but these are um, similar to moblins. They're kind of like a weird piggish looking guys. Yeah, something. Uh... And uh, these creatures throw boomerangs at you. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I like to think of them as the, like the underground moblins. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought of. And once you defeat the first two you encounter, you are rewarded with that boomerang. Yes. And uh, also, okay, so this level, you know, it's the eagle... It's kind of a teal color. Uh-huh. It's one of the few levels that's actually pretty recognizable. You can be like, that is an eagle. Or, yes. Or, you know, it's a bird if you get the map and look at it. But there is a little trick that you can do where if you exit as soon as you enter and then re-enter, the, the first door will unlock itself. So you can get, like, an extra key, basically. Oh, cool. Because there are, there are five keys and five locked doors in this dungeon. Right. But, you know, you also don't really need to use the keys because there are many ways to bomb through. If you have bombs, you can circumvent certain areas. Uh, I usually don't unless I'm lucky enough to get one on the way, but I don't try very hard. Now, if you go to the very north of this dungeon, that is where you will find the secret passage to the bow. Yeah, it's uh, the first of one of these where you'll see kind of a diamond pattern of pillars, blocks, whatever, and you have to you have to kill all the enemies in the room. And then you can push a block. It's usually the one on the far left and to get into the stairs. Yeah. And when you go down those stairs, that's when things do get a little crazy is you are treated to the one instance in this game that is 2D kind of side. Yeah. It's it's like you're going down these ladders. There's almost always just four bats there. And this is uh, reserved specifically for areas where you get items. Yes. Or there are a few passages later where you just go down a ladder and then over and up another one to get mm-hmm. to different uh, chunks of uh, a dungeon. But Especially in this one, in level nine. Yeah, yeah. But in this one, no such uh, thing. There, I mean, there's only 16 rooms in the dungeon. Yes. And then there is only one other creature you're going to discover in this dungeon. And uh, this is one of the ones that used to freak me out a lot when I was a kid. Uh, the, the wall master? The wall master. Um, now the wall master is a hand. It's yeah. a big purple hand. It comes out of, out of the wall. And if it grabs you, it will take you back into the wall. Yep. But what that does is start you at the beginning of the level. Yeah. And I, uh, this is very frustrating in certain levels. Uh, it is not so much here. 
No, especially, you know, if you got the boomerang, you can just kind of sit there and keep stunning them. Until you can get them all in one big clot. You know, it's like six of them come out of the wall one by one. Mm-hmm. I like to get them all grouped up and kill them at once. Man, when I was a kid, I would avoid these things. Like, there was no tomorrow. It, they really freaked me out. Well, getting sent back to the, wor- the, the, to the beginning is almost worse than just getting hurt or dying sometimes. There's only one other dungeon enemy that will uh, instill more fear into my heart. And I don't think we're going to see them for another level or two. Oh, I was just going to say, there is an old man in this dungeon who gives you a kind of crappy hint where he says the eastmost peninsula is the secret. And I'm assuming that that he's referring to uh, the location of the Triforce, which is on the quote unquote, it's like on the wing. I think, I think if he said wing, that would make more sense. Oh, I always assumed he was talking about the overworld map. I did, but I'm like, what peni- what peninsulas? Like eh, heart containers out I, on those little tiny pieces, maybe. I get, but they're not even really peninsulas. I don't know. Yeah, uh, and because uh, either way, it, it's not the best hint. No. Now you talk to this old man. Don't do not hit him with your sword, though. <laughs> yeah, if you mess with these dudes, then their fire. You know, they're too flames on either side will start shooting magic uh, orbs at you and hurting you so be cool man <laughs> yeah yeah be cool now um if you can make it past the old man through the stalfos past the wall masters you will find the first boss yeah uh, of Ar- this game yes his name is aquamentus or her name i guess who knows and uh aquamentus is a really cool name and I'm not going to lie, the cool factor of this boss has really worn off with time. Yeah, it's just a, a drag. It has a unicorn horn, and it shoots a, a little spread of three energy balls at you. So Aquamentus is a very compact dragon with yeah. a horn on its head. And um, you know, when this first came out, this sprite was amazing. Yeah. It was pretty big, and it was a cool dragon. Oh, yeah. But nowadays, it looks kind of cheesy, kind of small. Yeah. Well, I mean, not... Yeah. Compared to the other bosses, though. That's that's where I'm really going with that one. I gotcha. Now, Aquamentus, um, really hard boss, huh? Nah. <laughs> I think, what, is it four hits with the wooden sword? Correct. And if you uh, go in there with the white sword, it uh, is two hits. Yeah. And if you go in there with the master sword, that would be one hit. Okay. I've... Uh... I usually just roll in with the wood sword, and uh, especially if you have full life, you can just stand opposite his head and just blast away with your sword beam pretty easy. Yeah, now his fireballs, they don't do a great deal of damage, so you can definitely soak up two, even three hits if you're at full health. Right, and yeah, if you don't have the sword beam, you can just really rush his head and just stab away. You, You can do damage faster than he will shoot at you, so you can take it. And when he dies, he drops a heart container. Now, that does not refill your heart. It gives you one more total heart, but in the next room, there is a Triforce. Yes, it'll fill up your life and uh, warp you out of the dungeon. Right to the entrance, is that correct? Uh, yes. Now, I did want to say real quick, um, I when I was playing through this game, I played through in a manner where I uh, kind of mentioned it last week. I, I made some rules for myself to follow for one of my playthroughs to kind of uh, simulate being, being a newbie, kind right. of. So, I, I mean, with this one, I went straight there. I just wanted to talk about the rules real quick. So, when I was doing this, I was like, I'm not getting any heart containers until I have died once. And that's only one heart container per death. Okay. And I was like, no 100 gold free rupees, you know? Oh, oh I'll, wow. I'm restricting myself to the 10s and 30s. So, I was way off from you because I actually died a lot because I would just uh, die if I wanted to get closer to the start area of the game. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a shortcut. And I yeah. made sure that I got all the items. And fourth, I was I must go into every room and every dungeon. 
Oh, so that's uh, that's kind of my as the, if you were exploring it for the first time. Right. Right. Cool. Well, I'll keep updates with that because I really I wanted to check it for like challenge and difficulty level because I'm like, oh, Zelda's easy, but it's like, yeah, if you already know everything, you know. Right. Well, next up, you have to find level two, and that is not too terrible. No, um, it's kind of on the western edge-ish of the uh, the green forest. Yeah, the eastern forest is what I would call it. Yeah, it's on the it's on the the left side of the the eastern forest. And you're gonna know you're in the right area when you find some green mountains mm-hmm. in that forest. Yeah, I usually from level one. If you just head north one screen, I would just go across the uh, the desert area and just go right over until you can head down past the desert and then you're just two screens away from it. All right. Now, this is when the entrances start getting a little more interesting, I think. Oh, yeah. This is where they actually look like a dungeon. Yeah, and a weird one at that. Yeah, they look kind of alien. I, I really like it. I, I've never seen anything that looks like it anywhere. <laughs> yeah, these these entrances used to literally give me the creeps. Yeah, uh, and they, uh, yeah. And there's there is a mimic of one of them on the map that is a... Like, a, I think it's a heart container. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was always like, I don't think I should go in there. <laughs> I don't know if Watch it's worth out. that heart container. But it is, so go in there. Sure. But more importantly, you find yourself at level two, the moon. Yeah, it's uh, this one's a, a straight-up blue dungeon, and mm. it only has 18 rooms, so it's a little bigger than level one. And it is shaped as a crescent moon. Yeah, and uh, again, this is another one where you're like, okay, looks like a moon, I get it. And... Being a crescent moon and such a uh, basic shape, it is a lot easier to get through, I think. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, this is a, yeah. It's a real quick dungeon. It is. And if you know what you're doing here, um, you can avoid almost all of the the doors that require keys if you have bombs. Mm -hmm. Like uh, one of my first playthroughs I went through where I ended up, I beat the game and I still had 14 keys left. And I I avoided the the magic key. Oh, okay. And a lot of them came from this one because I was like, I'm not using a single one. You can, you know, there's, it's kind of like two side by side, uh, columns. columns and it's like, you can get, there's one door that'll let you get over to the, the one on the, to the, the right. right. And then you can bomb all the way yep, up. Baby. Yep. And you can just avoid those key doors. Now, either way you go, after you enter this dungeon, you are going to be faced with a new enemy. Yeah. The ropers. The ropers. And they are a snake. Yeah. They're like brown and red. Now, what makes these snakes deadly is that um, when they see you, they will speed up. Yeah, if they cross you on a vertical or horizontal plane, they'll charge you. Yeah, so these ropers only move on one set axes, either a vertical or a horizontal one. Yeah. And that way it's not so crazy that when they see you, they will speed up to hit you. You just have to move off of that axis, so one square or one tile up, down, left, or right. Yeah, and uh, you can, I think they're just one hit, even with the wood sword, so you can stab them... Out, you know, if they're charging at you, you can just kill them before they get to you. Yeah. So, you know, the real problem with these is when there is a, a variety of them that are vertical and horizontal. Yeah. You just have to watch where you're going. Stay on one wall. That's my advice. Yeah. Start, or a corner, maybe. Yeah. And work your way off of that. You should be okay. Now, also in this dungeon uh, are more of the um, gorillas and a new blue variant. Yeah. Uh, there's one room that has, what, three of them? Uh-huh. And those little, like magic statues that are shooting uh you know whatever the magic balls have these been uh, did we miss these in the first dungeon i don't think there were any so in the second dungeon you'll find these what are basically fish statues Mm -hmm. that spew fireballs at intervals continually and there's nothing you can do about them and they shoot at where you were Mm -hmm. once it was fired if you have a magic shield you can block them but if you don't this room is pretty tough yeah but you do have to kill all three of these 
because you want what they leave behind. Yes, the magic boomerang. Mm, and it is so, so magic. Now, this is a really tough room, I think. Um, I had to, I almost died here uh, when I was playing it with my, my noob version, kind of. Well, he, my advice is to roll in and start throwing bombs. Yeah, yeah, bombs help a lot. Uh, they do good. They do more damage than your sword does, and you can get more than one person with them. Right. You know, a lot of people don't think about using bombs in the dungeons on enemies, but really, you get so many bombs that you should use them as as much as you want. Like, go for it. Yeah, yeah. They all they come in very handy when you have to start fighting dark nuts later, but that's in the future. Oh yeah. Now another new hazard that you will find in this dungeon is um these uh, spiked blocks. Oh, yeah, the traps, right? Yeah, and it's a classic trap where if you cross over their path, they will close. These spike blocks will close and try to pinch you. Yeah, they're usually in corners of the room, and they can go uh, vertically or horizontally either either way. If you cross them, they're coming at you. Now, not too hard to deal with, but when they are thrown in there with some bats or, you know, things like that, they can catch you off guard. Yes, they can. Now, we do have a mini boss in this level as well. Oh, but the Maldorm? The Maldorm. Yeah, and this is one of the first examples of, I mean, in Zelda, uh, is one of the first games where it's like you make like a snake out of a bunch of circles, like orbs or yeah. spheres. And, you know, that would go on to many, many Nintendo games. Yeah, it's but did it first here. They did. Now, this one is not too hard. You uh, fight him, but it does get quicker the less orbs that make up its body. Yeah, it's like you can, you can stab it anywhere, but it'll start losing pieces off of, I guess, its rear end and, and keep moving around pretty erratically. Not too bad, though. No, not at all. And then after that, you'll find another new enemy. And that is, uh, you know, your classic dungeon slime. Oh, yeah, the gels. The gels. I, I think eventually this is what became the choo-choos or choo-choo jellies. Okay. In the later Zelda games. Sure. And, um, you know, that's what they are. They're just a, a little slime. In this one, they're tiny. They can be taken out with your sword or that boomerang. Yep, yep. And, um, yeah. You can get a hint later in this uh, dungeon that tells you, okay, the boss monster, Dodongo, mm -hmm. it says he dislikes smoke. Yeah, now, that is a crappy hint. It is, It is. yeah, because um, you beat him, like, by feeding him bombs, essentially, if you put three, as he's moving, and you get in front of him, it, it, in, okay, Dodongo looks like a triceratops, basically. Yeah, so, let's get to that. Um, that is the boss of this level, is Dodongo. He is a triceratops. There's nothing about him that is not... Just a triceratops. Yeah. And um, if he's you, slow, yep. he moves around. That's about it. Like, he's not a danger to you, really, unless you are just blindly moving around the room. <laughs> yeah. No, the tricky part is you have to use, uh, if you feed him three, but it's like you lay a bomb in front of him, and if he walks over it, he'll just kind of eat it and then, you know, inflate a little looking kind As of. As if the bomb had exploded in him. Yeah. And. Uh, you do that three times and he's dead, or which is what I think may lend some uh, credence to that crappy clue, which yeah. I didn't know till recently. Yeah, this blew my mind when you told me about it the other day. Like if you lay a bomb down and he it explodes before he gets close enough to eat it, the smoke will come out and it'll kind of stun him and he won't move. And during that, you got a little window of a couple seconds where if you just stab him, even with the wood sword, he's dead in one hit, and he always drops another bomb. Wow. See, I had always thought. That that was a crappy hint referring to the bombs being smoke, yeah. which makes no sense because you also get a candle. Candles can have smoke. Yeah. There's fire. You know, I just don't know. But that new evidence that has come to light about the smoke stunning him. Yeah. I mean, to I be mean, fair, though, the bomb does make a huge cloud. That's the only real, like, 
quote-unquote smoke you see, but it, yeah, I don't know. Well, either way, you feed Dodongo those three big old bombs, <laughs> and he will drop for you a heart container. Dodongo. Also, that name always reminds me of Dondelinger from The Simpsons. Mm. Homer's principal, Dondelinger. Now, through that door, there is the Triforce, your second piece. Part two. Don't be alarmed. There are some of those fish statues staring at it, but they will not shoot you. Yeah. I mean, there's always a bunch of them right inside the usual entrance to a dungeon, but mm-hmm. it's only certain rooms. You see them in the corners. Watch out. Now, that will teleport you right back to those green mountains. Yeah, you're you're free. Now, um, this is where, in my non-quote-unquote uh, noob playthrough, this is usually where I beat level two, and then I'll start making my round the uh, eastern half of the map, getting mm-hmm. all the letter, the treasures, monies, Buying my arrow, magic shield, like everything. Like I'll start loading up and then heading back towards level three. Cause I'm like already up there. I'll get the white sword. Right. But uh, on my on my actual noob one, I just got the blue candle and went straight to level three. Gotcha. Now level three can be a little tricky because it is not on the right side of the map. Right. Yeah. This is a little. You want to be exploring a little. Um, it is visible on the included map with the game. Okay. And this dungeon is across the river. And it's on the uh, southern edge of the western half of the map. And it's not really hidden at all. It no. will be easily found if you just do a lot of exploring. Yeah, yeah. But uh, once you get into that dungeon, ooh, watch out. Because this is, well, it's a it's a little controversial. Yeah. All right, it's called the Manji, but it's just a backward swastika. But... Well, <laughs> to some. To others, the Manji is an ancient Buddhist symbol. Yes, yes. Uh, it's also a symbol called something else in many native cultures around the world and some native american cultures and whatnot but it predated the nazis by quite a while oh yeah yeah those jerks just stole all the cool symbols that's no good man no they got those they got wicked looking eagles uh they took the manji yeah. imperial eagle it's gone i mean yeah jerkwads my last name starts with s and i cannot write it with that cool looking s they use because <laughs> you know i don't want to be Mistaken for any level of Nazi. Yeah, nobody does, man. No. So let's not mistake this map for a Nazi symbol. No. And let's all remember, this is a manji. Yes. The manji, it's a it's a green dungeon, and it um, as the same as level two, has 18 rooms. It does. And uh, you enter in the kind of the bottom of it. Yeah, like the, the bottom arm, whatever. And right away, you're going to be fighting... Another new creature. And this is a larger version of that jelly. Yeah, it's the Zol. The yeah. Zol. You can, uh, if you attack them with the wooden sword, they will split into two uh, little gels when you kill them. Yeah, which is kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah, and I mean, if you have the white sword by now, no worries. They won't split. No. If they do split, toss that boomerang right away and you clear them out of the way. Yeah, if you get the timing just right, you can kill both of them in one, like, zink. Yeah, it is beyond satisfying. Yeah, I always try. Now, if you make it past those, which you should, because they're not hard. No, no. You will not. enter, you will encounter, what is the beginning of the hard enemies of the game? Yeah. The Dark Nut. Yeah, you got some red Dark Nuts who are these knights with the sword and shield. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of wander around. They have a really frustrating pattern. Yes. Well, what's really frustrating about them is that they do not take damage from the front. Yeah. It's got to be, got to stab them in the back like a rat. Yeah, and because they have that weird walking pattern, you're going to find yourself dancing around them or using a bomb. Yeah, bombs uh, help a lot. And, uh, you know, I'll try to hang around, like, if there are blocks in the room. Like, I like to hang around by one because then if it's if they only have one uh, tile to walk on, 
it forces them. They can't turn like down or up or anything. And mm-hmm. you can, uh, you can stab them right before they're able to change direction. And a bomb used on these dark nuts, you can lay a bomb in front of them. But since that blast radius is three wide, if that blast is over the back of them, that counts as a hit. Yeah, I mean, I've never had, yeah, you can just bomb past most of these guys. Well, you're definitely going to want to on the far left side of the map where you find the stairway to the raft. Yeah, there's like eight of them. There is eight of them. It's, you are correct. It's not fun. <laughs> you run in that room, and the first thing you do is drop a bomb. Yeah, I mean, especially if they are bunched in one of the corners. Oh, man, there's nothing more satisfying. You can blast them away. Yeah. Now, we haven't mentioned where you find the map or the compass in any of these dungeons. And that's because they're barely needed. I mean, the map is useful to a degree. Compass, much less so. Yeah. But, you know, you're going to find them as you go through here. You know, and there's no point in us telling you, oh, this is on square A7. That's no fun for anyone. So along with those dark nuts, there is another very annoying enemy introduced in this level. The bubbles? The bubbles. These and guys suck so yeah. bad. We're not talking Powerpuff Girls bubbles. No, no. Much worse. Uh, these are weird skulls. Yeah, they, they look like a puffball, kind of glowy. I always thought they looked like TV static. Like yeah, a ball kind of. of TV static with a face in the middle. Yeah, and they just orbit around, they're invincible, and if they hit you, you cannot use your sword for a few seconds. So, yeah, it's not the worst thing. They don't kill you, they don't take off any any health, but not being able to use your sword in many of these rooms is a death sentence unto itself. Well, yeah, if they're paired with Dark Nuts, or uh, they'll come in some rooms uh, in later dungeons, which are way worse. Yeah, in this dungeon, I think they're always with um, the Zoles and the Keeses. Yeah, so it's, it's not too bad here. Here. Um, now there is in this dungeon, another clue. And this one is actually pretty useful. Yeah. Yeah. The guy asks you if uh, you got the sword from the old man on top of the waterfall. So that's where you figure out, you're like, well, I'll go check it out. And that's where the white sword is. And if you got, by this point, you should have enough hearts to get it. So Mm -hmm. it's a, a good, good clue. Definitely. Now let's say you get that clue. You got your map, you got your compass, whatever. You got that raft. That's the important part. Now, you don't need the raft to get to the boss of this dungeon. No, no. In uh, fact, you can just bomb into his room, right? Like, from the side? Oh, yeah, right away. If you want to skip, because I think there's some dark nuts on the way. Or there there's are. a tougher room to get pie. But, yeah. But this boss, Nick, what a boss he is. The the manhandler. Is that, his, is that what it's called? It's a manhandler. All right. Yeah. Well, the manhandler is kind of like a mobile, four-headed Venus flytrap. Yeah, that's a good description. It's a weird. It, I mean, it moves around, bounces around that screen. It's biting. Uh, do we have any cannons in the corners here, or nope. is that later? Okay, this is just a standard sandish-looking floor. That's what I always imagined it to be. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, it has a mouth sticking out of each cardinal direction. Mm-hmm. Now you can attack that with your sword, but if you're smart, you will use your bomb. Oh yeah, like it takes many hits to kill each head, but if you're if you bomb right, like it'll do each head in one hit and you can get them all in one bomb if you get it right in the middle. Yeah, if you are lucky and or really cool, <laughs> you will get all four heads with one bomb and feel amazing. Yeah, now, it's easy and it's it feels great. <laughs> don't be discouraged if you only get one or two with a bomb. You've got hopefully at least four bombs. You can go oh, to town yeah. on this guy. Well, and, uh, you know, he does speed up as each head is removed. So Which that, eh. is a, kind of a theme with these Zelda bosses. Now, like we said, bombs away, clear this thing out, 
pick up that heart container, next room, grab your Triforce, and bam, you're right back to the beginning. Yes, sir. And uh, I don't know about you, but after level three, okay, I had, I almost died here uh, at least once. You know, I was like, all right, I screwed up. I'm going to go, like, uh, on my noobish playthrough, that is. This uh-huh. is when I got the white sword. That one, I waited till I got the clue. I went and got the letter, some red potion, magic shield, and I only used 30 uh, rupees of free money so far. Wow. But I hadn't really spent much. You, you do get a, a decent amount in a lot of the dungeons. No, you do. Now, to get to level four, you will need that raft you picked up. Yeah, and thankfully, it's pretty close to right where level three is. Yeah, um, that big lake in the middle, Lake Hylia. Do you want to find yourself a port or dock on it and go north? To yeah, the middle. If you just follow the river up uh, across the bridge and head north, it leads right to it. It's 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 pretty close to the beginning of the game. And this dungeon is the snake. Yeah, it's uh, it's golden, and now it's got twenty rooms, so we're getting a little bigger. And it looks more like a snake's head, not like the body of a snake. Yeah, it's uh, whatever. Sure, snake. So this level introduces yet another enemy, Nick. Is that the vires? The vires. What are these things? They're like four-eyed vampire things. Oh, they're supposed to be like hopping vampire type. I deals? think so because they bounce around. Yeah, and when you when you if you attack them with say the white sword or the wooden sword, they will split into two of the little bats, the keeses. Yeah, just like the zoles and the gels. Which means you are going to be fighting a lot of bats in the first half of this dungeon. You, yes, you are. Way too many bats. Uh, then you'll fight some more voles, and then if you veer towards the right in the middle part of this map which you have to do to get the next item, mm-hmm. you're going to fight my least favorite enemy. It's... And the one that really, really freaked me out as a kid. They, the like-likes? And that is the like-like. Yeah, man, no enemy has made me want to curse as a child in front of my parents. I was like, I can't say how angry I am because... Now, they look very um, very docile, like a stack of pancakes. Yeah, yeah. Um, my, uh, I remember my dad would always call them weird hamburger things. In his fits of rage as they envelop you and Mm -hmm. eat your shield. Or your magic shield, that is. Not your small shield, but if you have spent the hard-earned money to get that big old magic shield, Mm -hmm. it will be gone. Yeah, and uh, these guys are not easy. Like, uh, they take five hits, even with the white sword. Yeah. They're very tough. (laughs) My advice is to avoid them. There's no reason to engage. They're not going to give you anything worth that hassle. No, I mean, unless you have to kill them to get through the... You know, secret passage or something, but, but, but they, I'm boomerang the hell out of them before I go near them. Sadly, you do have to clear these guys out because you got to push a block and then you get yourself the step ladder. The step ladder, man. Yes. Yeah. The uh, red-headed step ladder. <laughs> it's it's more useful than that raft. Uh, yeah, uh, way more because you use it more than twice. But uh, Yeah, and you're <laughs> going to find out as soon as you uh, carry it back into a room you're already in, you're going to accidentally go across the gaps when you didn't realize you could it can be a little confusing sometimes if you're in you know because the dungeons have those little like watery rooms i guess Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, it can make zinging across some of these patterns uh, very easy now the top half of this map not too rough you do have another mini boss which is a repeat of last level's full boss yeah you'll see um quite a few of the bosses popping up as mini bosses in later dungeons but you know he wasn't that hard last time not that hard this time Nah. Uh, there is another hint in this dungeon. An old man tells you to walk into the waterfall. 
Yeah, and if you go in directly into the waterfall, you know, just below where you found the white sword, uh, you'll find an old woman, which is a new kind where you have to pay her money and she gives you clues depending on, you know, it's like yeah. five, 10, or 20 rupees a piece. And I never do that. I, I rarely did either. But uh, this one, if I think it's you have to pay 20, but she'll tell you uh, go up, up the mountain ahead. Oh, okay. Which is right by the level five thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll talk about that in a few, but uh, so. That, that's another mystery that I, I just knew. But but here's what I want to talk about. The boss of this dungeon. Yes, another good-looking dragon, man. Oh, this dragon makes that last dragon look like a total wuss. Oh, yeah. Because this dragon is badass. Yeah, yeah. Gleok, man. Two Gleok. Head. Two heads. Yeah, the, and then the necks are, you know, again, made of a chain of uh, circles. Yeah. Sprites and... I feel like this does it better than a lot of games, though, because it's not just a straight-up orb. Right, you know? right. But either way, you know, you got this two-headed dragon, the heads move around, and he shoots fireballs at you. Yeah, and you got to, um, these guys are, if you're lucky enough to have a full uh, life meter and you can sword beam, then you can kind of hang off to the left or right mm-hmm. and, you know, shoot at him. But if you don't, he's really tough. He's got to duck in, stab, get out. And then if you kill him enough, one of the heads will separate and fly around and mm-hmm. attack you. Well, let me put it this way. If you have the white sword when you come in this dungeon... I just run straight up to the head and just bash it. You can't, yeah, I mean... Uh, and you only takes maybe two or three hits on the second head after that first one just, just come off. Like, I, it's never a problem. So. It just is flying around the room while I'm killing the second head. Yeah, I mean, this guy's only got two heads. We'll see him again later in the more deadly versions. But. but yeah, I mean, I did not have too much trouble with this guy at all. I just ran straight in, took the hits, and beat him up. Oh, yeah. And doing so, well, you're going to hear it a lot. It gets you that heart container. Yeah. yeah. And then it opens the door to the next room where you find yourself another Triforce. Halfway there. Four pieces. Four pieces of that Triforce of Wisdom. And you are teleported right back outside to that island in the middle of uh, Lake Hylia. Now you need to find level five. Yeah. And this um, this is where in my uh, noob playthrough, this is my first death. Mm-hmm. So um, I got, I, I went back and still beat it. I used my potion. But I now went and got another heart container. Okay, cool. Before level five. Well, level five is at the very top of the map, the top of Death Mountain. Yeah, yeah. It's in a, above a region called the Lost Hills. Yes. Now these are places that will reappear in many a Zelda game. Yeah, it's uh, but it's it's one of these um, areas where you know you have four exits, but you know if you go to the west, you'll just leave it. But if you go any other direction, it'll just keep looping. You're back in the same spot. Unless you know the secret that that old lady told you. Yeah, you just keep heading north. Yeah, you go up, I think it's twice, and then the third time will give you the chime, and you will be in the screen with the new level, level five. Level five. Oh, I'm sorry. According to my notes, you go up four times. Okay, four. Sounds good, man. So, <laughs> you know, don't don't cut it short. Just keep keep trekking up, and then you will find that entrance. And, wow, level five, Nick. Yeah, the lizard. The lizard. It's another uh, green one. Uh, getting bigger again. 23 rooms. Now, we are at the point where we're really stretching our imagination to fit the uh, name of the creature to the <laughs> shape of the dungeon. That's where, if you look in the manual, you can see, I don't know if they started with the picture and went to the dungeon. I suspect it was dungeon first. And they try to make it look like, oh, it's a lizard and his tail's curled up at the bottom. Or, you know, maybe it's just a head or, I don't know. I was thought it was maybe like a turtle head. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Either way, you start out and, whoa, you're in for a real surprise. Because I feel like level five is when... The heat is on. Yes, they ratchet up the difficulty here. This is why you you need your white sword. That hint <laughs> was there for a reason. You yeah. have to have it in this dungeon. Oh, yeah. 
uh, you know, and it's not because of the first enemy you fight, because most of the time you'll go right and you'll find a new enemy, a weird, giant-eared, mouseish-looking thing. Yeah, Pole's voice. Uh... Good old Pole. Now, is it in the instruction manual where it tells you that they don't like loud noises? Yeah. But that's a holdover, right, from Famicom? Yeah, because the Famicom second player controller had a microphone built into it. And if you whispered, sung, whistled, whatever it was, into that microphone, it would hurt them. I don't know if it would kill them, but I knew it would stun them. Yeah, I, I mean, the uh, the bow and arrow will kill them in one hit. You have to have that bow and arrow. I mean, it is the way to go with these guys. Yeah, because I'll mention that I didn't have the arrow when I went in here in my noob play. So I fought them with my sword, and they take five hits. Ouch. Each with the white sword. Oh, man. So there were a couple rooms where I was like, okay, I, I, I screwed up. I definitely got to get the arrow after this. I was really not happy. <laughs> I, I can understand that. Now, to the north, another new enemy, the mummy. Yeah, the Gibdos. Gibdos. This is not your fruity, yummy mummy. No, no. This one is not. blue and white. Yeah, and uh, they're, they have some good endurance, man. They're, again, I think they take like four or five hits with the white sword. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they're, they don't move around a whole lot. No, they're not as they're not as squirrely as like dark nuts. It's just a, a you know a long battle with those guys. Yeah, sometimes if you have uh you know I, I would use my candle if you get them like when they're heading towards you they'll just keep j- j- running into it. Eh, mm-hmm. it's, it's I don't know it's something. <laughs> now uh, speaking of dark nuts, yeah, here we go. Yeah, first encounter with those blue dark nuts. Yes, they suck. They are the worst. How I mean, many how many hits does a blue dark nut take? With the white sword? Yeah. I want to say three. Okay. Because I know they, they t- still take two with the magic sword. Yeah. So at least three. It's Again, bombs are your this best friend. Bomb central. Um, so when you encounter them, they are, of course, guarding one of those uh, triangular areas. Clear them out and you can push the block and go down that stairwell to find your item, which is this time... Uh, the recorder, or whistle, as I keep calling it. <laughs> yes, the recorder. Now, maybe before you found this recorder, you found an old man in this dungeon. What did he tell you, Nick? He said, uh, well, Dig Dogger hates certain kind of sound. Hmm, we'll get to that in a minute. Which, you know, they tell you that Paul's voice is weak against sound, and it doesn't work. But then this guy, you know what I mean? Like, I remember thinking, like, when I saw the Paul's voice the first time, I was like, oh, I bet the whistle will mess him up. Because right. they hate sound, but no. No. Now, halfway through this level, you have another set of mini-bosses. Uh, hopefully you had no trouble with uh, the Dodongo earlier, because oh. now you got three of them. <laughs> well, I, man, and they'll be coming back, but after learning that stabbing in the smoke trick, you know, they've become much less of a threat. Like before, you're like, geez, it's going to take me nine bombs to kill these guys. But yeah, I'm now. really excited to play through with that information. My, my bomb uh, usage is going to go way down in these dungeons, yeah. for sure. Well, speaking of which, in this dungeon, um, you this is the first time you are offered to buy more bombs. Yeah, now that's in the uh, top, what, right corner of the map? Yeah, it's... A, and it's a secret room. Yeah, you have to go up there. It's like, you There's go There's a room up, full of bats. Yeah, you go and fight. I think it's up by where you go to get the whistle, and then you have to go back. You know what I mean? Like, it warps you up, and then you have to warp back down and then fight your way to the boss. Right. But... Yeah, you can get it. You don't have to. It's 100 uh, rupees. But you really should, because more bombs, the better. I actually, um, I wasn't planning on doing it, but on my, my newbie playthrough, I got them because I was just out of bombs, and I just wanted more. And I was like, I have to give up all my money, but I'm going to do it because I need these bombs. You know, fair enough. Now, there are no new enemies past this point. They're all the things you've been fighting, the 
mummies, the yeah. Pole's voice, you name it. But then you stumble upon the boss of this dungeon. And what a weird, weird thing it is. <laughs> Dig Dogger. What is, it, what is what would you say this thing is? Like uh, not, not a description, but what what is this thing? Um it's a sea urchin. Really? That's what it says in the manual. Oh. It's a giant weird sea urchin. <laughs> and then when you blow it, it you know, blow the whistle and uh-huh. it'll uh you know kind of Sh- shrink. Shrink down to one. Later it'll split into like four when you okay. see them again. But so this is a big weird circular creature with an eye in the middle. And uh in its room there are those fish that are shooting you with the fireballs. Yeah, it doesn't even really attack you, it just moves around and Yeah. And then you blow your whistle and it will hurt it and it will shrink to be one tile big and move quicker. Yeah, now you can attack it. And you do, and that's it. I mean, this is nothing. No, it only it doesn't even take that many hits. Uh, later when I would see them with more than one, you know, when it'll shrink down into three or four of those guys, I'll, I'll just like, as soon as I blow that whistle and I'm Throw close, yeah, at least one, I'm like, like yeah. blast those guys as soon as they hit the floor. Cool. And you know, same old story. You get that heart container, you get your piece of the Triforce, you get warped right out of there. Yeah, and I, uh, now, what do you do? It's, it's hard to say. You know, Zelda logic dictates you should probably use the last item you got to get to the next place you should go. You might think that. Yeah, but for me, okay, when I went here, I didn't have the blue ring yet, which Mm -hmm. is also really tough because, uh, you know, we mentioned how many hits the pole's voice take, but they also do two hearts worth of damage to you if you don't have the blue ring. As in the dark nuts, blue dark nuts are the same way. Wow. It's, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have the blue ring, so I went through a full red and blue potion here man well you know i was trying to tease you earlier you do not use that whistle right now the recorder is not used no i mean you can play around with it 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 warps you to uh other completed dungeon start rooms now to get to level six you're gonna need to make your way over to the graveyard on the far left or western side of the map yes sir you should really be heading over there anyways because at this point you need to be upgrading your sword you need that magic sword yeah um I, uh, on my new one, I didn't get it yet because I didn't have enough hearts, but, hmm. uh, um, I definitely would get it on, you know, a normal playthrough. It's like, as soon as I beat level five, I'll just head down past the waterfall, cross the river there yep. and then hit up a uh, level six from the top. So level six is in between the graveyard and, uh, you know, like a, an alley of robots or statues. Yeah, whatever the, call them. the Armos is, which there's a hidden uh, medicine store there. Yes. So between the statue zone and the graveyard is a path upward, and that is where you're going to find level six, the dragon. Yeah, it's a unique looking entrance too. It's got like spiky teeth and stuff. Yeah, and and there's kind of a weird thing here where one of the statues on the top right, mm-hmm. if you move it, there's a, a stairway down there, and you go down it, and it just takes you to level six. Yeah, but I was always like, what is this? Like, I I I don't know what the as a What's child, I always thought that maybe like it made something harder or changed enemies or something. Yeah, I, I was like, there's got to be a reason, but I've never found it. So, well, hmm? oh well. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, level six, the dragon. It's a a golden dragon, or I mean, a golden level, yes. and uh, twenty four rooms, so a little bigger than the last one. It is indeed, and uh, you know, this one time you only have choices left and right. If you go right, uh oh, it doesn't matter which way you go, left or right. New enemy. Oh, yeah. The Wizrobe. Yeah, these guys are, I mean, it's them or the Dark Nuts for the biggest jerks in the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, the Wizrobe is a wizard, mm-hmm. uh, and it shoots a Wi-Fi symbol at you. Yeah, and they, they teleport, the 
the red ones will just teleport. They'll they'll appear, shoot, disappear. Yes. And they always seem to appear like on this on one axis, you know, horizontal or vertical, they're they're aiming at you. Yeah, yeah. And um you know, there's not really much strategy you can use for these guys. It's just when they appear, go in for the kill. Please get the magic sword before you go here. You can kill the red ones in one hit and the blue ones in two hits because otherwise this is a real pain. Like your magic shield can block their waves, but only if you're facing them and not moving. Well, they <laughs> And the blue ones, you know, they don't teleport the same way. They'll just kind of flash and move. Like, mm-hmm. they'll fly. They can fly diagonally in directions that you cannot. Uh, and they're pretty strong. It's It can be very frustrating. True. Now, to the right, you get yourself a little clue from an old man. He tells you to aim at the eyes of the Goma. Yes. I guess we'll find out what that means later in the level. <laughs> now, of course, these were just the plain red whiz robes you fight here in the first part of the dungeon. As you make your way through... You do find, oh, the upgraded form, the blue. And as you said, they move in an erratic kind of sliding pattern that does not obey the laws of the rest of this map. Now they're going through any pillars or anything if they want. Uh, they're, they're tough, man. And the worst is a room where the blue whiz robes are teamed up with red ones. And there are also like-likes in that room. Mm. And that stupid thing that makes your sword go away. Yeah, the bubbles, man. It's, so oh. you can't attack. If you get swallowed, you lose your shield, and all the while, these wizards are shooting crap at you from every angle. <laughs> this is where it's nice to, if you, as soon as you get the, the wand, which is the treasure in level six. Yeah, so to get that uh, wand, it, you have to go through another one of those gauntlet rooms that has all four of those creatures in it. And, man, it is just a pain to clear them out. But if you do, you get the wand, and it is a boon. Oh, yeah, because the bubbles don't do anything with that. No, and you can shoot across an entire room with it, so... And it's as strong as your white sword, so even though you probably should, hopefully, have the magic sword, this is a nice alternative. It's stronger than uh, your arrows or boomerang, of course. Yes. Now, uh, you may or may not uh, encounter a mini-boss in this dungeon. It's not on the main path. You can avoid it, but uh, it is a three-headed version of our old friend, Mr. Gliok. Yeah, um, same stuff. I, I would say avoid it. I mean, if, if you don't have to fight this guy, don't. Just roll right around him. Oh, yeah, don't don't be a... Well, I'm, you want to be a hero, but not in this way. Uh, Agreed. There are plenty of other rooms in this dungeon that will allow you to prove your level of hero. Also, there's a, a second hint here in, in level six I wanted to point out where it says there are secrets where fairies don't live. It's pretty vague, but still, I think the only clue you're going to get about the next dungeon. Yeah, that's, so. uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it in a sec. But Now, this dungeon also does uh, have some of these places where you will uh, go down one set of stairs and come out another. Yeah. In, in yeah. another area of the dungeon. And you'll have to do that to get towards the end of it. And at the end of it, you find, oh, that guy you heard about earlier, the Goma. And yeah. What it's like it? a crab, a spider-looking thing. I always thought of it as a giant spider, but, you know, it only has six legs, so I think you are probably more correct. Right. I mean, it's like a clawless crab, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say. It does have one giant eye in the middle, mm-hmm. and, um, well, if you remember what that old man said, it would be pretty obvious to you that you should probably shoot him in the eye with an arrow. Yeah. You use your arrows. Um, if Does a sword even hurt it? I'm not sure because I was just using arrows, but uh, mm-hmm. I do know that at least here, when you first roll in, if you shoot as soon as you come in the door, it'll get him a one hit. It'll just ding if you Kill catch him. him. Yeah. Otherwise, it'll take you three or four. 
with the arrow. Oh man, three or four coins. Yeah. Well, Rupees. I mean, he closes his eyes, and you do you do have those things shooting at you, fish statues, and etc. There's only two of them though, not the usual four, so it's not as as hateful. Uh, and then, of course, heart container and piece of the Triforce. Yes, sir. And moving along. Well, you get out of there, and now you are at the first dungeon or level that is kind of a real mystery. It's it's really hidden. Yeah, it's you, you might be like, I have no idea where to go. Now, hopefully, you listen to that old man uh, who told you that there are secrets where fairies don't live. Yeah, so the only f- two fairies you'll see that live anywhere are at these ponds, you know, one in, the, in e- each forest. Yes. So there is one mysterious pond where there is no fairy, and that's what they're trying to point you towards. So it's a little vague. I get it. Yeah, and even more vague is the fact that you want to play the recorder there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you wouldn't know that either. But, I mean, that clue combined with the fact that you have a picture of this on the map with a question mark, you know there's something hidden there. Because by the time I got to this point, I was like, I had already been burning those four bushes in that thing. I bombed everywhere I could. I was like, what could there be? And process of elimination. Use the whistle. It drains the lake and reveals stairway to level seven. Yes, level seven, the demon. The demon, yes. This is another green dungeon, and mm-hmm. uh, we're looking at 33 rooms, so it is substantially larger than the previous ones. We are definitely growing, that's for sure. Now, this dungeon is really going to start feeling more like a greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. well, you're not seeing a lot of new enemies here, really. Uh, no, but you are going to be seeing a lot of bosses you fought before. Yeah. Uh, you have to fight those fire snakes. Yeah, the Maldorms. The Maldorn. Dig Doggers. The there's Dongos. two Dig Doggers. There is a room with three Dodongos. Uh, you got Stalfos in here. You got the Boomerang Boys. You got your Rope Guys. Yeah, no, here's a, here's a hint, too, that this is where I really started to um, utilize this. But, you know, because this room, this dungeon has a lot of rooms where you kill the monsters and a bomb appears. Mm-hmm. If you don't pick up that bomb, it will keep reappearing every time you come back. And the enemies won't respawn until you do. Oh, that's really nice. So, because there'll be plenty of times where it's like, I kill it, and I'm like, well, there's a bomb there, and it's worth four bombs, but I'm only missing one, and you want to, you know, conserve, even though this is the second dungeon where you can purchase more bombs again. Again, for another hundred uh, rupees. So if you do both, that'll bring your total uh, max up to 16, which is pretty substantial. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you're really going to want every one of those bombs for the final level. Now, there is also a secret in the first chunk of this dungeon. Uh, an old man will tell you that there is a secret in the tip of the nose. <laughs> yeah, which I, I guess just applies to this dungeon, right? That's what I'd always... Well, yeah, if you could figure out what the nose was supposed to be. Well, I mean, it looks like a, a mouth, right? Like a head. That's yeah, what I always very thought. Loo- and there's very an eye in loosely. the middle kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, well, what is the secret in the tip of the nose, Nick? It's just the passage to the chunk of the map where the bosses but hopefully you got the red candle before that because that's the treasure here yeah and what a treasure it is oh being able to use that candle without having to leave and re-enter the room is so beautiful yeah if you haven't done a lot of exploring by now which is kind of tough since the previous two levels are really hard um uh this is the time to do it because now you're like i can finally just burn away at all these uh trees etc yeah, and let your inner pyromaniac loose and yes. find all of the secret areas full of coins. Now, there is one more obstacle, though, between you and the boss of this level. And hopefully, you were prepared. You're going to find yourself a moblin. A oh, moblin yeah. that is hungry. <laughs> and he says, grumble, grumble. Yeah, it's another vague one, but 
I mean, hopefully you bought some bait and you give him his little meat on the bone and he disappears and goes away. And really, that's that's the only reason you need that bait. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's like a special key you had to buy. Yeah. But, you know, uh, hopefully you planned ahead and therefore you're not stuck. Yeah, or have to leave and come back. That's mm-hmm. no fun. On your way towards the final chunk of this dungeon, there is a second set of the Dodongos. There is a, yet another, the third Dig Dugger. Yeah, the, you're gonna find in this dungeon. These guys are back, and then you get to the boss, and yeah, man, what a throwback! Yeah, it's Aquamentis again. Yeah, but now you're should be very well equipped, and he's a he piece is, of cake, man. He is not harder in any way, shape, or form. No, especially if you have a magic shield, right? You can block his stuff, right? Oh, I don't know. I just <laughs> run straight up to him and kill him with one hit. Cut the crap out of him. I mean, it is insane how like you'd you'd have thought they would have given him some more hit points or anything. You know, turn him, turn him blue. Add a couple more hit points to his health bar, but no. Yeah. One hit, he's gone. You get that container, you get that Triforce, you get the heck out of level seven. Now, level eight, uh, I think a lot of people have already found level eight. And then we're like, oh crap, I should not be here. Possibly, yeah, because it's just, there's a, a single uh, tile-wide passage in, down in the green woods with yeah. one tree in the way. Those eastern green woods. You know, if you were on your uh, bush burning craziness earlier on in the game, you probably found this. If oh, yeah. not, you know, go find it now. Yeah, it's begging for it. But I will say there is a clue where a person says there's a, a secret in the tree at the dead end. And I felt like this is what they were referring to. All right. Well, you get into this dungeon and it is the quote unquote lion. Yes. Uh, now we have a gray dungeon and it's 25 rooms. So it's, you know, a little less... Uh, not as big as level seven was. Oh, but they make up for that lack of size with uh, a lot, lot more blue enemies. <laughs> yeah, this one's, uh, you know, you're going to get a lot of dark nuts again. I don't think there's any whiz robes here, thank God. No, but man, blue dark nuts as far as the eye can see. I mean, room after room of these suckers. It is obnoxious. Agreed. And especially if, you know, you kill them to open a door and you're like, I can't go here yet. Yeah. So you have to come back and they're still there. I'm like, oh no, I got to fight them again. Like, Now, as for some repeat bosses from earlier in the game, you are going to get quite a few manhandlers. Uh, I think there's three in this dungeon. I know. And there's like Goma's back as well, right? Well, now he's blue. And, um, you know, the same trick. You got to use that arrow. Shoot him right in the eye. I couldn't get the one hit thing to work here. Uh, okay. Bummer. But it doesn't really matter. Uh, this level also has a lot more of these poles voices rolling around so you want to make sure you have the money to be firing off the arrows you need to kill them oh yeah Yeah. there is uh a couple clues in this level that are actually good yeah you get uh well uh you get spectacle rock is an entrance to death which points you to the final dungeon (laughs) yes and there is an old man that uh tells you that the 10th enemy has the bomb yeah so it's like the 10th enemy you kill will drop a bomb the 10th blue enemy will always have a bomb. Okay. I I mean, the last times I played through here, I was, I was rich in bombs, so it didn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. And, you know, this level, there are not many places to bomb. I mean, there are the four or five walls, just as always, but you don't have to go crazy in here. This It's so compact that it's just boss fight after boss fight for the most part, or clearing out these rooms of dark nuts. Yeah, and, I mean, there are two treasures here. Uh, you can get the magic book which upgrades your wand, and the magic key. 
And you need that key. The book, not so much. It's nice. You can get away without it if you really had to. Yeah, but that key is almost a necessity in this final ninth dungeon. Yeah, if, if you, I mean, like I said, like I, I went through the game really trying to hoard keys and avoid using them. So I was able to, you know, I got to level nine with 22 and I was able to beat it with, you know, again, I didn't go through the whole dungeon at level nine. I just knew the way to go and I mm-hmm. still had 14 left, but. If you were exploring yeah. that dungeon, good luck. No way, yeah. Now, the boss of this dungeon. Oh, man. If you thought your buddy Gliok was a pain the first time. No, it's he's even better now because he's got four heads. And four heads are better than two. So well, they say. slightly harder. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say a lot harder because at this point you have so many hearts and hopefully you have that ring. Yeah. You can soak up so much damage from this guy. Yeah, I, I usually just, like I said, I'll get to the left or right of him and just start shooting, just blasting away until I get hit, and then I'll move in for the kill. Yeah, I mean, I usually don't have the full uh, health when I'm here, so okay. my strategy is just to run in for the kill. Yeah, I uh, when I got here on my uh, new playthrough, I think I only had, I'd only gotten like two of the secret hearts by this point, so I just barely got the magic sword before this. Hmm. I had to rebuy a magic shield because it got eaten, but uh, I was able to do it. So, so you clear this dungeon. You get your spoils of war, and you are warped right out of the dungeon back to its entrance. Yes, as always. As always. Only this time you're in the forest, so hopefully you had cleared out all those moblins, because watch out. One oh, of them might yeah. be shooting near you. Yeah, well, that's one thing. Uh, we kind of I don't know if we mentioned it, but you know the enemy keeps tracks of... Uh, the game keeps track of how many enemies are left in each screen. And so if you kill them all, they all respawn. But by this time, I had cleared everything down to one monster, so I could, didn't have to worry about it. Mm, good thinking. If you leave one monster, it will remain one monster every time you return to that screen. There was a few, like anyone with levers or tectites, like there's a little path along the bottom I would loop to get money sometimes. I always kill all those guys because I want them to respawn to get my rupees. But, you know, for the most part, keep it safe. Well... After level eight, you look at your pause screen, and you have filled every chunk of that Triforce. All eight pieces. Have now come together to form a Triforce of Wisdom. Yes. Now, what do you do with that Triforce of Wisdom? There's only one place you can go, and that is to Spectacle Rock itself. Yes, up on Death Mountain. Maybe you were exploring before, and you bombed a hole into the side of Spectacle Rock, and you managed to make your way into it. You would have been turned away. Yeah, you're not getting in here. You have to have all of the Triforce pieces to make it any further in this dungeon. And I mean, the, the interest of this is up there. It's, you know, lots of Lionels around it. And, it, you know, it's an area that I didn't really explore until it was this time because it's it's tough, uh, tough going up there. Yeah, it is the very top middle of the map. So it is kind of the opposite of where you started the game. Right. And I mean, Spectacle Rock is just two huge, boulder kind of looking rocks that are right next to each other. Look like eyes or glasses, I guess. Hey, um, you know, thank goodness for some good translation in that in that instance. Because, <laughs> you know, from what I've read, that could have been uh, translated as eyeglass rock or glasses rock. Uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> at least Spectacle has a slightly more timeless quality to it. Right, right. Now, you get inside this level, level nine, Death Mountain, and it is a giant skull. Yeah, um, you won't really be able to see it at first till you get the map, but uh, it's all gray. It has its own special creepy music. And it's just got a creepy vibe all around. Yeah, well, and you're looking at 57 rooms, so it's... 
huge compared to all the other dungeons. And not only are these 57 rooms, there are various places where you pop down one set of stairs and pop up another on the other side of the map. Yeah, there's different chunks. A lot of them take you back places. There are certain areas where it infamously, you know, it has these like shutter doors that will shut behind you. Yeah. And they just don't open. Like it'll it'll just, you know, you, it is. you mess up and go through one, you're going doom, 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 all the way back to a, a stupid uh, ladder to take you back. Ugh. Can be very frustrating. Yeah. Now you could, um, you know, put a gun to my head and ask me to tell you the way to get through this dungeon, and that would probably be the end of my life. <laughs> but if you set me down with a controller and had me go through this dungeon, I could almost get through it, no problem. It just kind of comes back to you as you make your way through the rooms one by one. Yeah, yeah. And um, we do see some new enemies here. We'll see those land mullahs. You yes. know what I mean? They're, they're, they look like I always think of them as centipedes looking things they're faster than maldorms and they don't curve uh they are more segmented and they have like a head with an eye that's what i yeah. that's to yeah. me what it looks like and uh yeah they are uh not as big of a trouble as you'd think mm-hmm. uh, they're not like a mini boss per se but they are something to watch out for yeah i'm they're just another and you also will see the patras oh which are those flying eyeball Guys, we're surrounded with a shield of eyeballs that go, you know, it enlarges and shrinks, kind of. Man, okay. I have no clue why they saved this enemy for the final dungeon. <laughs> it is one of the coolest things in the game. Yeah, it's a neat it's a neat boss, or I guess mini boss, yeah, sort of. It's a mini boss. This should have been a boss. One of the times you fought uh, Aquamenus or Gliok should have been one of these things. Yeah, yeah. Because, like you said, there is a center creature, and spinning around it are these little... I fly eyes and they usually yeah. spin in a pretty cool pattern but there is one on the far left side of the map that its sphere its circle of flies around it do some crazy things yeah it doesn't like someone will just enlarge and shrink right right but this one's like doing weird wavy i don't i don't know I how wish, to describe i it. wish everyone at home could see nick doing these weird hand it's rave motions hand dances man but yeah i mean the flies spin around it in a way that does not look like it should be on a nintendo Right, right. I'm like, that's too fluid and too fast. <laughs> what is going on here? Yeah, so not sure why that was buried on the far left side of the map, but go find it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, there are a couple hints in here, too. One of them uh, tells you that Patra has the map. Mm. Um, you get that over. I think that's on the right side-ish. And the other one tells you that Eyes of Skull has a secret. Hmm. And what kind of secret is it? It's nothing good. Yeah, well, the one on the left is, you know, that's where the... The final boss, or I think that's where the actual Triforce is, and okay. the other one is the compass. So, But there is something in each one. Okay. Now, one thing you do want to do in this level is find the item. It's oh, pretty yeah. much a necessity. Yeah, the, I mean, you can get the red ring pretty, you know, it's over on the right, so uh, it's, it's closer to the beginning of the dungeon, relatively. And I wasn't even remembering that, but yes, you, you do probably oh. <laughs> want that because that is going to cut down the damage you're taking by a lot of these annoying, annoying whiz robes. Yeah, I mean, it, it allows you to actually explore without constantly using, you know, chugging magic potions like there's no tomorrow. But what I'm referring to is you need to get to the upper left corner of the map. Yeah, well, that's the Silver Arrow's home. And you need to find that Silver Arrow because it is the only way to defeat the evil Ganon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you need... And you need the sword, too, because I know you can't beat it without the sword, because I was looking the, at The magic doing, sword? Yeah, I, I mean, or I don't know if or you need... a it, sword. Yeah. I think you need a sword. You need a sword, but just because I looked at doing I was like, maybe I'll do a no sword challenge, and they're like, you can't beat it. 
you can just do it and take a picture. And I was like, eh. That is not satisfying or rewarding. Oh, and it looks hard as balls. Oh, well. <laughs> Either way, this dungeon is a huge maze. You know, use a map. Take your time. Yeah, it's it's brutal, man, if you don't know what you're doing. I mean, I as a child, I know I spent at least a week or two on this dungeon alone, just exploring it, figuring out what these stupid items are, dying, coming back. As an adult, I spent 45 <laughs> minutes, maybe an hour. Yeah, it's, I mean, the first time I went through, I was just, I was like, all right, I'm pretty sure the red ring's over here. I remembered that pretty well. And then I was like, I know the the silver hill's on the left. And I just luckily went there. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't know where to go. I'll try this passage. And that was the one that took me to I would I would say a fifth of my game time is this dungeon. I Yeah, I can see that easily. Just, I mean, moving around through it, you're moving through more spaces than three other dungeons combined. Well, yeah, not only that, but, I mean, it's the hardest enemies in the game are in here, so... And they are stacked. Yes. Now, if you are able to make your way through this crazy maze, through all the parts of the skull, you find yourself the ring, you've got yourself a sword, but more importantly, you have that silver arrow. Gotta have it. You can find your way up to that left eye, and right below it is the final boss room containing Ganon himself. Yes, a big blue pig man. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. I was always like, that's the final boss, but whatever. You know, I mean, he's invisible for most of the fight, so. And I I am glad it's a humanoid. Yeah. I did like that aspect of it. Agreed. It's it's a creature I'm finding Mm one-on-one. And, you know, it's interesting to see how they've taken the Ganon figure and what they've changed him into for all of the subsequent Zelda games. Like a more humanoid, like less piggish. And it depends on like the fidelity of the graphics and like where they want to go with him. But yeah, he's been straight up a man before and he's been straight up a giant pig creature, you know, after all that. Right. So in Zelda two, he's a weird Thunderbird thing. Yeah. <laughs> but in this one, he is a blue pig man. And uh, when you enter this room, there is a skull on the floor made of tiles. Yeah. Skull now, pattern. Yeah. You may think that's the only place you can stand. It is not. You can stand on the black parts of this room as yeah, well. Yeah. So watch out. That's that's not to be confusing. <laughs> or it is to be confusing, I think. But, yeah. you know, you can stand anywhere. There are four of those annoying statues shooting you with uh, fireballs. Yep. One in each corner. While Ganon is invisibly going around the room. Can he, he can run into you or is it just the, uh, the fireballs that hit you? Can, I think can he, he can attack you, you as well. I, I don't, uh. Now, in the past, I would run around this room, just kind of wildly moving from side to side, mm-hmm. hoping that he would teleport near me and that then I could attack him. But I have learned a new method, which is slightly better. How so? Well, it is that he will almost always appear opposite or at a, uh, perpendicular angle to where you're at okay so as long as you stay in the very center of the room on those eight tiles that make up the center of the skull you can basically just attack and then spin around and know that he's either going to be behind you or to the top oh okay so literally you just have to kind of spin an attack in a bunch of stupid random ways yeah (laughs) you know it's like you look dumb but he will run into that sword very quickly i mean this using this technique it was the fastest I've ever beaten this uh, boss by far. I would say a fourth of the time. Nice. Uh, I'll, I'll have to test it out, man. Because uh, how many hits does he take with the sword? Three? Three. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, this happened within, I'd say, six to ten seconds. Right. You just hit him and then shoot him with the... So he hit him those three times. And then right. once you've hit him those three times, Ganon will turn red. Now, he'll still teleport around. I don't know if he stays longer. It feels like he does. But at this point, he can only be defeated 
with that silver arrow. So you have to have it equipped. You have yeah. to be ready to shoot him. Yeah, it's like you get him and he'll be stunned and then you shoot him with the silver arrow and that's the final hit, right? Like Just, just one hit. Yeah. It is magic. And it's pretty sweet because it's like it turns into a little pile of red dust and you see the Triforce sticking out of it. I always like to think that that was like blood and guts. Oh, okay. That's pretty metal. I, exactly. I always <laughs> was like, dang, man, it's his guts. Like, slaughtering oh. him. And yeah, his Triforce is all that's left. Oh, and those guts. And the guts. Yeah. <laughs> and um, huzzah. You pick it up. You win. You have beaten this game. Yeah. I mean, you go, there's a door you'll go through and then you will see Princess Zelda in there. Yeah. And she is behind these uh, fires. Now, the fire will hurt you. Yeah. If you walk into it, that's a damage. Yeah. Um, I don't remember how many times I'd beaten this game before I knew you could just stab them. Like, I would just get hit and walk through them while I was invincible. Yeah. The you... first couple times I beat this game. <laughs> wow. Uh, what you want to do is hit the fire with your sword, and it will go away. Uh, freeing Princess Zelda from her little prison there. Mm -hmm. You go stand next to Zelda. You each raise your piece of Triforce aloft and... She thanks you. She says, you are the hero of Hyrule, Link. Yes, you are. And uh, finally, peace returns to Hyrule, the end. But is it really over, Nick? Well, no. Uh, if you keep watching at the end, it'll tell you it's like uh, there's a second quest. Press start to start again, I think. Or Yeah, and uh, once you've finished, you'll realize that if you look at your save file, your Link is now holding a sword. Yes, which means you're, you know, the second quest, which is pretty cool. Not only do you get more gameplay, but it's, you know, you're going for the third Triforce, essentially, where it's like Zelda had one and uh, you went and got the other one. But there's like, I remember them saying, I can't remember. There's a specific one for each quest that you're going after. There's like courage and wisdom or wisdom. I don't know. But it, it's, it's just a cool thing, I thought. Well, if Link has his and Zelda has hers, that would mean you're going for the Triforce of Power, usually held by Ganon. I think so. I Yeah. But there is something really nice about seeing your character there in a new pose. He's holding that Triforce above his head. You got Zelda next to him. It's just really sweet. Yeah. Well, Nick, here we are. We've discussed so much of Zelda. We have. Across two episodes, even. Yeah. But now we find ourselves in the review portion of our podcast. Let's review it. You know, we always use the classic Nintendo Power Review Scale that goes across four categories. Each category can have a score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 4.0. Okay, uh, I went 3.5. Fair enough. Uh, I said the music is top top notch yeah it's mostly the music like the graphics aren't bad there's a good variety of sprites i think but they're not like amazing i don't know how i feel about that nick because so many of the sprites convey exactly what you need to know about each creature um the fairy looks great it's a fairy you know mm -hmm. the mummy is a mummy those yeah the the slimes are slimes you, you know what this thing is yes so i really do enjoy that um you have to admit the sound effects in this game are almost perfect yeah i mean they're they all they, they sound exactly like they should yeah and they are so good that they have been reused in every zelda game to, <laughs> to this date that's yeah, it's, it's top-notch stuff man i mean especially the music like uh the main theme the overworld theme is probably it's one of if not the best or my favorite uh you know nes music now i will give you that 
the animations aren't the best in this game. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there, I don't think there's anything bad about the graphics, but it's just like it's not a game that I, like when I look back, where I'm like, when I think like, man, those graphics are great. Like I'm like, I think they're very good, especially for its age. But it's just, I mean, it, they're they're very effective. They uh, are I like that. And I think you know the graphics don't really shine until you get to some of those bosses. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I can see where you gave it the score you did. It should still be somewhere in the fours, though. That's oh, okay. <laughs> So, Nick, play control. We might be a little closer on that one. Okay. Uh, I gave it a 3.5. Okay. Um, I gave it a, I gave it a 3, but I don't really feel that strongly. I'm like, I, I think it's good. I never felt out of control at all. Yeah. What I wrote is uh, it, there's not a lot to do or do wrong. Yeah. I mean, it's you only have three inputs, like your D-pad, A, B, and you get to map that, which I like. Yeah. It's, you know, you are just facing a direction and then doing the thing. Yeah. To me, being able to map that, that's that's what gave it the 0.5. You know, that's what okay, knocked yeah. it up. I, I really thought that this was a concept, like so many other concepts in this game, that I don't understand why it wasn't carried over into any other games on the Nintendo. Right, right. Or like the, the boomerang is a great feel to it. It's fun to use. Um, the ladder can be pretty squirrely sometimes where you're like you don't half know. on a platform and then you can't get off. You have to go back the way you came. But still, uh, like I said, it's... Very rare that I like got mad and, and couldn't control myself right. Right. The biggest problem for me in this game is the awkwardness of switching items. And yeah, constantly pausing. It's pausing and then moving things around. I don't know if there would be a better way to do it um, with the limited amount of buttons that the NES controller had. You could uh, maybe yeah. select your way through things, but... I don't know. I'm like... Yeah, with a with a better controller, you know, maybe you had some L and R buttons you could toggle through. But I think you know, with the NES pad, they did the best they could. Yeah, it is a minor gripe, minor indeed. All right, Nick, what did you rate the challenge factor of this game? I gave it uh, originally. I gave it a three, but I bumped it up to a three point five after I started playing it the noob way. Okay, I gave it a four point oh. I can, I can see that. I was, I was on the border because I was like, oh, it's Zelda. I know what to do. But it was like, if you don't have all the power-ups when you're going through, like, yeah, first two, maybe third level is hard. But four to six, like, that's a rough stretch. And if you don't get your, your ring or, you know, a bunch of heart containers, etc. Oh, I agree. I mean, I said that this, this can be hard. It can be confusing. It could be none of these things for you. And if so, then you have the second quest to go through. Yeah, I mean. There, there is a challenge somewhere in this game for you waiting yeah and uh, i mean you know but to be fair you can just continue infinitely so that's which is nice like even though you you know you should go back if you're on the overworld you're back to that start spot yes but which, if you're in a dungeon you just start at the beginning of the dungeon which yeah that's, that's pretty cool even though you only start with three hearts so you're probably gonna have to fill up your life blah 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 it's good stuff all right our final category nick is theme and fun yes well what did you give this game nick i gave it a 5.0 I, too, gave it a 5.0. I, I love this game so much. Uh, it's so fun to just explore. I know, even though I already know everything, I'd still have fun going around. It's a familiar place that I've spent years, literally. Yeah, um, I, I put this is an awesome world. This is, uh, th I wrote the same damn thing you did. I wrote, <laughs> that it is the most fun exploring uh, and that it never gets old, that there's always a new little area that, oh, I didn't realize there was some coins in here. Every few years, I find one new little area that, oh, what a pleasant surprise. Yeah, I learned some new stuff uh, this time. I was like, I can't, I didn't know there was a third 100 coin spot. I was like, oh, 
awesome or game this on, man. Dodongo thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's constantly new little nuggets seeping their way in. But more importantly, the feel of this game is that of just being young and not knowing what's around the corner, what's yeah. in the next room. You know, going back to this game, it definitely reminds me of all those feelings but it's not just nostalgia i can see that this game laid the groundwork for so many games that came afterwards oh yeah way ahead of his time and like uh one thing that i really i really like about this game that i I didn't quite realize it until recently i'm kind of uh playing around with the original dragon warrior recently as well and i was like both these games are lonely like it's just you yeah you're going around like this game. There's no towns. There's a couple old people. They're all hiding in caves. I really like the kind of, I don't know, you're just like a dude on a quest. Like, it's just you. I agree. I mean, I will spend 20 minutes a year walking around Hyrule <laughs> in this game for the rest of my life. Yeah, it's uh, it's so good. Well, you know, at the end of every podcast, Nick, I ask you the same question. Yes, you should play this game. Everyone should play this game. You yeah. should have to play this game in middle school. You know, I wrote, turn this podcast off right now, (laughs) go find a copy of this game, play it, beat it with pride so that you can join the millions of others that have beaten this game over the years. And you can hold yourself up there with any Zelda fan and you can argue about the lamest or the biggest (laughs) features of the newest game. But until you've beaten this one, the original Legend of Zelda, you don't have a, a voice in any argument with me. That's right. You're not wanted here. No, that's just, that's not, that's not true. You're so wanted here. We love every one of you, but seriously, as long as play you this game. Next week's game will be Super Mario Land for Game Boy. So grab a controller, find a copy of this game any way you can, and play along, friends. And remember, folks, if there's anything big we missed, things we got wrong, you just want to tell us how awesome Zelda or us are, kindly let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we will get back to you. Now, you can always like us on Facebook at Cartridge Command, follow us on Twitter at Cart Command, you know, subscribe to the show. Most importantly, tell another human being to listen because the more humans that listen, the happier we are. Yeah. Humans. We don't care about robots. Yeah, or orcs. Yeah, oh, geez. Those orcs. <laughs> but more importantly, guys, uh, there is a special group of fans that make this show happen. And those are all of our special supporters on Patreon. Yes. You guys, the money you give us is the reason we can make this show and host the files on the vast interwebs. And as always, cartridge commandos. Game on! That's true. That's true. Uh, true. Well, just the blah. Mouth face. <laughs>